0: Okay, episode three. Welcome back to another episode of the Retrospect podcast. This is basically a retro gaming podcast that we do every week and we discuss anything retro gaming related, quite simply. And we're the third week in and the numbers have been great. The engagements have been great. So I could only thank you all for getting involved, adding your comments and sharing it with your friends. Because in all honesty... I want this to be for you guys i know this is a rough time we're all pretty bored stuck inside so getting this content out to you every week is my top priority and i appreciate that you guys are enjoying it if if we do get to like episode 10 i think i'm going to do like a little giveaway and i'll seriously look at making it available on spotify as well so that ain't far away at all um so let's dive right into what i want to talk about and if you're new to the retrospect podcast basically half of the podcast I talk about a subject and in the other half, I, I go through all of your comments that you left in the previous episode. So if you have any comments now or questions that you want answered in the next episode, get them in the comment section below now and I shall use them in the next episode. And you know, you could get featured, you could see your name pop up and I just love the engagement that you guys are giving these episodes right now i'm actually quite impressed i didn't think they'd be popping as much as they are because it's just me this british somerset folk talking rubbish about retro games who knew you could love it so in this episode as you can tell by the title i want to talk about two things or one thing basically and that is console remakes old retro consoles coming back in miniature form now they they did it with the snares they did it with the nes they did it with the sega mega mini drive and they were a huge success and they sold like lightning and they're still quite valuable to this day like people are flipping them online so you know they are a wanted product and they are wanted by collectors as well so hopefully they will come out and i they definitely will the N64 Mini and the GameCube Mini. So let's start off with the N64. We're gonna talk about what games it's gonna come with, what features, how much it's gonna be, when they're gonna release it, you know, and we'll do the same with the GameCube Mini. So the N64 Mini, in my personal opinion, will happen. I don't know when. I'd like it to happen in the next two years uh, because the N64 like genuine ROM files are quite small. Uh, And when you go to larger consoles like the GameCube and the Xbox, the the files are so big and so large that you generally need to invest in the actual you know processor and the internals within the 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 console so them doing that now just won't be profitable but where the n64 flourishes is that it doesn't really need that much power and it doesn't really need that much memory so you can get away with making a mini console for an affordable price that's why i think it's going to happen over the next two years people are asking will it play cartridges no absolutely bloody not the cartridges Basically, Nintendo doesn't make any money on them at all. So they're not going to get you to buy cartridges where they get zero profit from. They're going to do the classic like they had uh, come with preloaded games. You're probably going to get up to 20 preloaded games with the N64 Mini. And what games is going to determine how well it sells? Like Without a doubt, the N64 Mini has to come with Mario Kart 64. If it comes with Mario Kart 64, this thing will sell like hotcakes. Imagine you taking this little console around to your friends, it's got Mario 64 on. And because why I think they'll do that is that you're going to need to buy two extra controllers to be able to play four players. So not only are they going to sell loads of consoles, they're going to sell a ton of of controllers just because of Mario Kart 64. And in all honesty, if they come out with that, I'm buying it and I'm probably going to buy controllers as well, hands down. Um, So they're going to have to come out of Mario Kart 64. I'd also like to see Super Mario 64, Donkey Kong, Zelda. Obviously, if they put Zelda in there, brilliant. Kirby would be good on there. And one, personally for me, would be Pokemon Stadium. If they just had those games on it, I'd buy it. But obviously, because they want to pump up the numbers, they're probably going to need to go to like 15 to 20 games built in. So... I think if they do come out of it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do really, really well. And if it comes out with just those games, the sales are going to skyrocket. I wouldn't even be surprised if Nintendo has a concept or, you know, like a, what they call it, a prototype of it already. Um, it's just, you know, it definitely won't be able to play cartridges. But on, on that subject, cartridges... I've actually been in touch with a Chinese company who are going to send me a a fake Nintendo 64 that can play cartridges. So if you wanna see that, subscribe, that should be coming up in the next couple of months. But I do get those emails a lot where they're like, hey, we've got this, do you want it? And it just never never comes. And in this pandemic, it might take a while. Um, It will do the classic HDMI output. You'll have your save and load states, which means you'll be able to save from a direct frame So wherever you are in game, you won't need to hit a checkpoint. The N64 will let you save an exact frame and load that whenever you need to. And the UI should be quite easy to get around too. Um, Like I said, the file sizes on these things are going to be incredibly small, allowing uh, Nintendo to pump out the games on the internals for very, very cheap. And what I'd really like to see as well is limited edition edition variant. so like in the old days they had those transparent n64s i would love them to come out with a couple uh, you know like a, a translucent orange or a transparent orange edition of this mini console that yes they'll probably charge 20 dollars extra for but i can guarantee you people will pick it up and they'll probably pick up the original and the special edition just because and not only will that keep collectors happy it, it will just keep everyone happy i think That will be what helps them with sales as well. Coming out with a limited edition variant with limited prints. I don't know, prints, or it's not a print. You don't print an N64, but limited editions. I don't know if they want to do 10,000 of one color, 10,000 of the next, and then that's it, and pump up the price by $20, bang. People will sap that up. When will it come out and what price it will be? I think it will come out in the next two years. They'll do it towards a Christmas I can't imagine they'll do it this year because of just, you know, everything hitting the fan at the moment. But I reckon towards the end of 2021, we could be seeing a Nintendo 64 mini console and that would sell so well. And what price? You know, like the $70 to $100 range, I think would be smart. I think they could even get away with making it $99, you know, because of Mario Kart and because of the... uh, transparent limited edition variants like this is going to get some serious hype so i'm hoping they come out with a console at the end of 2021 for under a hundred dollars and it will sell really really well they won't need to add any new technology to it i just really really want to see them go to wireless controllers like the sega mega drive mini was great i absolutely loved it but the the cable on it was like a meter And I had to be like right next to my 50-inch TV and I was almost going blind, you know. So having a wireless controller would be good. Like I don't know if they just do wireless controllers in the limited edition variant. Add an extra 20, 30 bucks on it, give you a wireless controller... Boom, you're happy to go. Or even add in Bluetooth connectivity so you can use your 8-bit Do or your other Hyperkin wireless controllers with it. That's what I want to see. And if they do release it at the end of 2021, this could be a possibility. But they haven't done it in their previous remakes. Sega hasn't done it, so I can't really see this happening, unfortunately. But that would be cool if they did have wireless controllers. Now, coming up in the next five years, what about the GameCube Mini? A lot of you have been asking that. We've done a couple articles on it. It's all mystery. It's all concept. Like, it will happen. We just don't know when. The only problem with it happening in the next five years is that GameCube games generally need a strong processor. And they take up a lot of memory. So, getting these internals in the memory within a unit that costs under $100 won't be very profitable for Nintendo at all. So, they might have to wait five years to get this their profit margins up be able to afford to buy these cheap internals that they can flog for 99 dollars and then make a profit on it so that's the only thing that's stopping nintendo doing that anytime soon in my personal opinion you know it just needs a lot of power and you know a lot of memory Um, could you see online capabilities i don't know i can't see them doing that because they'd have to pay for servers they'd have to do all that like nonsense they'd have to probably have an online marketplace like they won't do that and i spoke about that in the previous episode of uh, retrospect about the game boy marketplace it's i'd love to see that but it probably won't happen because you know it just takes a lot of work and a lot of money on nintendo's aim price range release date i'll, I'll say it now it's gonna be this is my bet 99 dollars, 2023 that's my bet if you have any different opinions Drop them below. Price and year. 2023, $99. That's my bet. They won't come out with uh, variant editions, I can't imagine. They, I'd, like, I'd love to see accessories as well. If you haven't watched it, we pimped the GameCube about a month ago where we bought a load of crazy accessories. And one of the accessories was a flip-up screen, which basically made the console near portable which is really cool. I'd love to see that, but you know, sales-wise, no other third party is going to make that little screen for it. You might get modders who do that to make them into really cool things and possibly even hack them, but I can't see them making accessories for it, even though I would really, really like to see that. Um, so, like like I said, I want to keep this podcast short and sweet and go for a few comments. Um, so, that's my thoughts on the Nintendo 64 Mini and the GameCube Mini. I have no proof. Like, there's literally no proof out there that Nintendo are making these consoles av- as of yet. It's all speculation. Uh, but they, they will make them because they're going to make them a lot of money. It's just how quickly, what price, and what, what it's going to do. It's probably going to come preloaded with 20 games. That's all we're going to get. It's going to be wired controllers, uh, and that's it. No online capabilities, unfortunately. But I think the N64 could be one of their best-selling uh, you know, mini consoles ever. Like The N64 will beat the GameCube, without a doubt. Mario Kart 64 on that. Nintendo would be like that. I'll just be cashing in big time. Um, Okay, let's get on to the comments section of the podcast. I wanted to keep that short and sweet because last time I rambled on and on about the Game Boy. Um, So let's go through a few comments that I'm just going to scan through. So I'm going through the comments section now. Uh, uh, Switch Strike says, out of all consoles, which one would you like to have a remake of the most? Fitting question. For this uh, episode. Now, obviously, I am totally in love with the Game Boy, but I can't see them remaking that uh, anytime soon, or even like they will. It's just, you know, it's going to be a classic preloaded. But I want to see the N64 Mini. I really do think that could be a console that brings back a ton of old retro gamers and also releases a new console to the affordable mainstream modern gamers you know like the the kids that are into Mario they can now reunite with the old classic games through a $70 or $99 Console, so i really do want to bring them out because i think it would be good for their this nintendo as a franchise and even pokemon you know like getting pokemon stadium on there would be cool for the pokemon fans out there so thank you very much for your questions switch strike a really a really good uh fitting question for this episode um what other questions have we got here adrian ostrowski says what is the best handheld with the best performance now there's a tricky question that's two questions in one which is the best handheld and which has the best performance now the best handheld in my opinion is the rg350m the brand new retro handheld that came out about two weeks ago it's a metal handheld that can play up to playstation one games that one is by far the best handheld because it feels looks and plays great like everything about it there's not one thing on there that makes me think this came out of china like this thing It's perfectly made, and I'm always talking highly of it. The best performance, you know, I've got my hands on the Moki i7S. That's an Android gaming phone. That can play uh, emulators near perfect, all the way up to you can play DS and Wii on that thing. But it's $300. So best performance for, for price range for me would have to be the Odroid Go Advance. It's a $60 handheld by a company called Hard Kernel that can play N64 games quite well. And people are trying to uh, hack the software to be able to play PSP. So look at that one if you want. The only problem with that is that it's a cheap quality product and um, it doesn't have enough buttons. So playing N64 is a little tricky so best handheld rg350m best performance for your 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 price odroid go advance so check out that and thank you again adrian for your question steve nutting says can you see the industry going to any kind of casting of the screen or streaming while playing on the retro consoles I'm guess- the retro consoles. I'm guessing you mean the remakes. I might be wrong. Like if you, you can already stream from an N64, you just need a load of adapters. But from um, the remakes, no, because you need internet connection, which is a little bit, you know, of a problem. Uh, maybe possibly in handhelds coming up if you've got if they've got pre-built Wi-Fi capabilities. But then again, streaming through a handheld like that, it will need a lot of power. Um, So I don't think it will be coming anytime soon. But great question uh, Stephen, thank you for that mate, I appreciate it. I always see you about the comments as well, so keep it up. Jonathan Earl says, will you be purchasing Hyperkin's Retron Jr.? And for those of you that don't know what the Retron Jr. is, it's basically a dock for your Game Boy games. So it's basically a console that you connect to HDMI and you just slot in your Game Boy cartridges. An absolutely great product and I didn't even know I needed it until, it until I saw it. But the problem is, I know this may sound a little bit derogative, but I'm not a fan of Hyperkin's product. They're quite cheaply made and they're overpriced. All they need to do is start knocking like 25% off their price and then they could, like in my opinion, be a respectable company that's selling respectable uh, high-end uh, products for a good price, but they 're just overpriced and stuff at the moment, and the RetroN junior they haven 't announced the price, but I can imagine that 's going to be like uh, like upwards like near seventy five to hundred dollars, which is expensive for just a console that plays Game boy cartridges, but I will be buying it because i 'm an idiot. So, yes, I will be buying it. It will be fun. The only problem is I don't know too much about it as of yet, but it will need Bluetooth connectivity. I want to play and hook up my Bluetooth controllers to this so I can play on my couch with no problem. I don't want it to be wired at all, and uh, it needs to play Game Boy Advance games as well. So, yes, I will be picking up. Great question. So, Jason Park says, Oh, I saw my comment but didn't get answered. Don't worry, buddy. Answering it now um jason part says what makes a console retro right now it seems to be the 64-bit era as a general rule but i see the gamecube added in sometimes what are your thoughts jason great question i get asked this all the time like what is retro retro to some people is not retro to me and retro to me is not retro to a 15 year old you know so um, i agree with you the 64 era is probably what I class as retro, but I think this year, for me, retro is up to the PlayStation 2. I know that's a long shot, but for me, PlayStation 2, I'm just thinking like, damn, that was so far back in technology advancement that that is retro now, for me. Like, and it wasn't even that long ago that it came out in reality, but for me, it's the PlayStation 2. You mentioned the GameCube. Yes, it's definitely between the GameCube and the PS2, in my personal opinion. That's also a great question for you guys. What do you class as retro? For me, it's PlayStation 2. Let me know what you think. That's an awesome question, Jason, and uh, thank you for commenting, and apologies for not reading out um, the previous one. Um, would you buy the Kitty X18 or the GKD, was it GPD XD? Now, I have them both. So you, Actually, no, I don't. No, the, no, I don't. So I've had the GPD. I haven't had the X18 yet, so I can't really confirm. The GPD for me, I wasn't a fan of it. I know it's so highly uh, recommended in the retro gaming niche, but I went through three of them. Two of them broke within three months of each other, and then I had to buy a third, and the third one, you know, it's, it's just somewhere now. Like, for me to go through that many products and recommend it, I just can't. Admittedly, those two could have been like a one percent flaw, but I had to buy it three times, and for me to recommend a product that's broke twice, I just, I just can't. I can't recommend the GPDXD. But I can see them coming out with a new one in the next twelve months. So hopefully, you know. I'll get hold of that and that will be something I can recommend. And it probably will be like that thing looks great, feels great, plays great, but it just kept breaking. So I just, I just couldn't, uh, I just couldn't recommend it. Duarte says, what do you think about handhelds like the RG Boy? Is that a good concept? The RG Boy, is that that little one that I had like that a really, really thin one? Yeah, it is. I had the RG Boy. And I was really excited to get it. The RG Boy is basically a really, really thin Game Boy-looking console that's based on the the Arduino platform. So you can make your own games and there's a whole community of uh, game makers out there that make games for it. A really, really cool idea, but it was just so expensive, man. Like, it was like £50 for this really thin Game, like, Game Boy thing. The games were okay. but They just wasn't worth, like, 50 pounds of my money. I have to work a long time for that. That is a lot of money. Um, But it was cute. The build quality of it, the total, like, idea behind it was great. I just think the 50 pound price tag was a bit too hefty. If it was 30 pounds, I'd be like, hell yeah, pick that up and create your own games. I'm hoping the Arduino community come out with something uh, something cool. Yeah, you know, I, I I had the Maker Bueno, which was like a handheld that I built myself, again on the Arduino platform. That was cool. It just needs something like Game Boy Colour-y, you know, something a bit bigger and less portable, in my personal opinion. But uh, great question, mate. I think we'll leave it at that. There's just a lot of you commenting. Someone said, Anton said, "Who's that Pokemon?" It's sexy Jonah Hill. Thanks, man. I'll take that. Jonah Hill's looking damn fresh lately as well. Okay, so there you have it. Episode 3 of the Retrospect podcast talking about the N64 Mini, the GameCube Mini, and going through a few of your comments. There wasn't many questions today, so if you guys can get more questions in, even if you have a few, get them in below, uh, get involved. And we'll go over them in the next episode. I'm actually moving flat as of this, as this video goes up, I'm moving into a new flat. So the next episode might look a little different because this setup is all gonna change. So it will look different, and so will all future videos as well. So it's, a, it's an exciting time. It's like an exciting time. I get a new studio space. It's a bit smaller, uh, but it's all gonna be a bit more, you know, modern. I'm looking into streaming as well, like see how that goes. Like the setup is going to be a nice little content space. So subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.